This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate, and I wanted to talk about the in-person workshops we've done for the past couple, past month. I started doing some in-person workshop little short hour classes at Broad Street Yoga in the town that I live in, in Grove City, Pennsylvania. And the they have gone really well so far. The first one was on pelvic floor and how to incorporate that into a flow and start at the very basics of learning how to be able to fully relax your pelvic floor, which is a big stumbling point for people sometimes. And then, um, working on some breath work to get that stretch and full elongation of the pelvic floor so that you can use it when you need to. And then um, learning how to do some self techniques to release the area, whether it be with the gorgeous ball, which is a blow up ball to do some myofascial work with it, or using tennis balls or the tuna balls that we use a lot in um, our YouTube channel videos and that kind of thing. So that was really good to just get a general sense of how do we change little things throughout our day to help with that full relaxation and then how to um, get that stretch and elongation through breathing because that is uh, very important and it transitioned really well into the next class we did which was this past weekend and that was on diastasis recti and I think from what I've gathered is seeing people in my office is that people often have diastasis recti and don't realize it. And uh, maybe they've struggled for years with low back or hip pain and they're not getting a lot of good results. And then maybe they have been told that they have a weak core. So then they jump into doing core exercises. And if they don't address those, um, weaknesses in their core from the separation of the abs. That's what the diastasis is. It's a separation of your abdominal wall at some point along that midline of the rectus abdominis. So if you haven't addressed that, jumping into core work blindly can leave you with some more issues. So it's, it's going to do the opposite of helping you with your low back or head pain. It is going to hinder you. Um, and something really important to note is that, okay, you've got, you would get checked or check yourself on if you have a separation along that center line. And then do you just cut out the exercises that are ab exercises? Is there something you just avoid or do you work on it to slowly be able to stress and load the tissue? Um, that's a common uh, mistake. So we want to not just avoid things and um, kind of 
stop doing the things we love. And, you know, we see that in the office a lot in general. People will have like a foot issue and they're like, well, I just can't run anymore. And that is not really a satisfactory way to go about things. We want you to be able to return to the stuff you like and want to do, not alter your quality of life to accommodate your issues. So with the with the class we did um, this past weekend for diastasis, the first thing we did was not core work or anything like that. It was learning to check to see, do you have any um, issue with that abdominal wall? And well, often we check you right at the beginning um, with you lying flat and then having somebody palpate or you palpate on yourself and palpate means just feeling with your hands along the center line and seeing if there is a place that feels like it has a lot of give to it. So it's, there's nothing behind it. You go really deep and it feels open and we measure that in width. So how many fingers wide is that opening and how many fingers deep? does it kind of dip down into your abdomen? And an interesting thing um, this past weekend is that we had people that had some opening and width and depth to it, either up high, more at the, the belly button area or lower. So you don't, there's not a specific place. It could be anywhere along that center line that you're gonna have the issue. And a lot of times, if your ribs are tend to naturally be wide and out uh, rib flared that we call it would look be like a barrel chest appearance you might have your separation belly button and higher and then if you're having more of um, a little lower issue you would have you might have the ribs more constricted so that those are things to look for and when we were in class we went over the significance of do you have that rib flare do you have that barrel chest appearance and is it symmetrical do you have one side of your rib cage that flares out and one side that doesn't because that asymmetry is also going to affect how your core functions and that is a you know red flag that we need to do some balancing out help open up the one side because that could mean that some of your abs that attach onto the rib cage are either tethering down one side in a way that's making it appear flared and a little bit asymmetrical. So that's going to translate in how do you how you move, how you support your spine, all of those th kind of things. And it also will affect the pressure down onto your pelvic floor. So often people with some asymmetries or some weakness in that center line of their abdomen are also going to have um, pelvic floor issues or prolapse issues. And prolapse is when you have um, like different organs from your abdominal cavity that kind of protrude down past the pelvic floor. So your uterus, your bladder, those kind of things. Um, and that would be something that your OBGYN could check. But a sign that you might have that is you feel like a lot of heaviness or pressure. Or when you're um, trying to insert a tampon, you feel like there's something in the way. 
or if you have um, prolapse from the rectum, you might have issues with uh, going to the bathroom and you would need to get those addressed. But any type of pressure issue in your abdomen, which is what a hole or opening in the abdominal wall creates, is going to give you issues when you create pressure to go to the bathroom or do those kind of things. So it is all very interwoven in, in how things kind of play on one another. So even if you weren't uh, connecting them, you or not really worried about your leakage issues, that might be uh, playing a role in why you're having leakage and you really should try to work on addressing it. So we started by giving that pressure somewhere else to go. So instead of down on the pelvic floor or out through the, the hole in your abdominal line, we worked on different ways to mobilize your ribcage and open up the fascia around the ribcage, but also opening up and working on the fascia and muscular attachments of the abs. Um, because your abs, your internal obliques, your external obliques, your transverse abdominis, those three core um, muscles that support your spine and low back, they actually, we think of them as the side abs, those side muscles, they're actually attaching into your low back. So we work on freeing that area up getting nice, good tissue mobility um, because they attach onto the rib cage. So think of them as tethering that rib cage down in maybe an asymmetrical pattern or just not letting it have its full range of motion. And then doing our breath work so that we can get that expansion of the rib cage easier. And we don't want to have our rib cage chronically stuck out in that barrel chest appearance, but we also don't want to have it cinched in and tethered and locked down as well. We want it to be supple and mobile so that it can do its job, so that it can swing out and wide for that 360 degree breath, and then swing back in to create that pressure for, for your exhale and um, trying to do uh, something that you're going to exert yourself with. Um, then, and how you would do that would be with different, we use different props in class. So we use the gorgeous ball, which is the air-filled ball that I use in a lot of my videos. And um, just some, we actually tied it into some yoga type poses to help open up different areas around the rib cage and muscles attaching in onto the rib cage. So then we give ourselves some expansion and room for the pressure to go rather than out the front where you're having that uh, opening of the abdominal wall. Um, and then after you do the breathing, which is how we started our pelvic floor class with the intent um, to stretch the pelvic floor out, diastasis class, we, we did the breathing with the intent to give that pressure somewhere else to go. And then we addressed slowly loading those tissues and constantly checking in with yourself to see if 
you are able to maintain a good integrity of that center line. So if you think of the that center line of the abdomen, it's the fascial attachment between one side of the six pack muscle and the other side. And that's called your rectus abdominis muscle. Think of that center line as silly putty. And whether or not you were pregnant or you gained a bunch of weight or um, think of that silly putty as as that is expanding, it is stretching that thick silly putty out and that really thin and wide and then it gets less um, structurally sound and then it's likely to tear open. And that is kind of what happens with that uh, diastasis action. Uh, I explained how you, it doesn't have to be that way. I gave myself a diastasis because I was very um, internal oblique dominant before I ever had kids. And I did a ton of, of core work because I love to work out. I worked out not in a good way and gave myself a bit of a diastasis from doing imbalanced core work. So not from having kids, but from overdoing it on imbalanced core work. And so with that, I've learned to um, slowly load the tissues and be able to engage my deepest core, my transverse abdominis, instead of letting my internal obliques take over and draw things apart. I've been able to, if I um, use my cues and think about it, I can firm that center line up and exert force without having an issue. Um, and then you can slowly progressively do harder core work, but check in with yourself by using your hand and feeling along that area to make sure that you're not pushing it too far so that you're, you're separating it more. And you can do that simply by putting your hand on your stomach feeling along that center line just to see. Um, but it's important to slowly progress the tissue so that by making that core exercises harder as you get stronger so that it becomes more durable and able to do things. Because then when you're in your regular day life and you need to carry your toddler through the zoo like I did on Friday night, you're not straining it when you really have no other choice, because let's be honest, what you're, what you're doing in the gym should be to make your general life easier because even, you know, I have patients that will maybe lift the same small weight for years in the gym, but we want to be progressing the weight and challenging the muscles and, um, making it real life appropriate. You wouldn't, um, if, it, so if you're using tiny little five pound weights, um, and you're in your daily life carrying a 30 pound laundry basket, that doesn't really make sense. And it's, it's not what your the challenge that your muscles need to simulate what you're going to be asking of your body to do in day-to-day -day life. So we want to get to that place where we're, where we're building and being functional for what we're trying to do and ask of ourselves later on. But so that was 
pretty much what our course went up. And the other, another thing I forgot to mention is that depending on where your weakness lies, like for mine, it's that rib flare, then I tend to have to focus on um, engaging the upper part of my innermost core to bring things together rather than middle. And, um, and I tend to hold it on the middle and cinch in at the waist belly buttons section naturally with the, um, that engagement. So learning how to tether in my ribs when I'm doing stuff really helps me to firm up that center line. And if you are opposite of that, you would focus more on maybe firming up the lowest part of your core. And you can target different exercises to different areas of where that diastasis is at. So um, if you have any questions or if you're not sure if you have diastasis, lots of people have it that don't realize they have it. Um, let me know or find a provider that can assess you and make sure that the exercises are targeted for what is your issue. So have a good one. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.